Scooby, you already know. Hope everybody's doing all right. So today we're going to be talking about car culture and transportation. And I have a few questions here. So let's get right to it. Um, so what is your primary mode of transportation? These days, um, it's my car. Uh, I'm not, I can't say that I'm, I'm not used to it. At this point, I am. It's been about like couple of years now that I'm doing that but that's not that wasn't always the case so my upbringing is actually from New York City um, as a kid we pretty much drove everywhere because my dad was very keen to that he didn't like the idea of any of us taking public transportation he just knew how bad the city could be um, but by high school I kind of had to start learning to do that because I went I had to start going to school in the city and coming home, my dad being a single parent at that time, he couldn't really afford to just like drop everything and pick us up anymore like I used to do when we were kids, um, especially when it was so out of the way of his routes. But he, at that point, basically, I had to learn how to take public transportation and then he felt ill my senior year and that became like my thing and that's when I kind of really blossomed and I learned how to like it, it made me independent public transportation um, not saying that driving a car doesn't but I feel like there's a different level of independence that comes with public transportation because you kind of got to know your way around everything is more than just knowing what direction to drive you have to kind of know your bearings what bus routes go where what trains go where so yeah that's my deal with that i feel like for me a similar again side note we're married <laughs> we're both from the bronx but um yeah like my whole life i was using bus and trains and my dad had a car but he would only drive us to palisade whenever he felt like it and that's about it we were never like we would never use the car just because like it's so hard to find parking in new york and it's just expensive to have a car you know so we would just never use it or like he would use it himself but we wouldn't and we would just use the bus and the train and i agree with what you were saying like it makes you more independent like more mature i feel like you learn quicker like how the world is you know not to say like it's very like i feel like cars are dangerous and also riding like public transportation you just meet a lot of people like you're exposed to a lot of things but even like with cars you're secluded in your car but you're exposed to a lot of crazy people that don't know how to drive <laughs> and it's just really scary like so for for me my public my bad my primary mode of transportation is a car right now because we live in georgia now 
But when we lived in New York, it was the bus and the train. And walking. And walking. Me exactly. personally, like, kind of going back to that, like, if I had a choice and I used to get scolded by, like, literally everybody. I still do when I go to New York. If I can walk somewhere, I will walk. I'm yeah. not going to take no bus. I'm not going to take no train. Just because, A, I don't get to do that enough over here. Mm-hmm. And B, the state of public transportation, I want to say, like, everywhere at this point. And the MTA is pretty efficient in New York, but the state of it is low-key. You can't really rely on it as much to get to places on time. That's true. So, like, if you have wiggle room to be able to walk somewhere and you plan ahead for that, that's 1,000% the better option if you want to get there on time. Mm-hmm. And if it's close by, like, 30-minute walk, that's fine. Like, if it's an hour walk, I don't know about that, but... Yeah. Yeah. But, um, next question. <laughs> um, are you done? Yeah, okay. you go ahead. So, what is your opinion on cars? Like, what are the pros and cons of it? Um, you kind of touched on it a little bit when you said about having a car in New York is expensive. When me and her were living in the Bronx still... I remember at one point she really wanted us to have a car just for convenience sake because we constantly had to commute and again back to another point she made you me and also i thought that the metro cards were expensive for the month because yeah. at the time <laughs> it was like 130 dollars i think for the month it was like 120 at the time but compared to owning a car that doesn't even... <laughs> yeah, like, because you have to pay for insurance, and then if you... If you own, if you don't own it, and you yeah, pay it Yeah, you have to pay for the loan and stuff. And if you get in an accident, you have to pay for that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's simply put, expensive. Simply put, what we pay on our, on our car is more than what we paid in two Metro cards in one month in yeah. New York. Like, legit. Exactly. And then you don't... That's not even factoring insurance. Um, that's not factoring... Having to find parking. Having to stuff. find parking, Having gas. to... Even, like, in New York, it's not so much here, but in New York, like, you have to... It's better if you have a private parking. Yeah. Like, in a parking lot. And even because then... Because people will key your car, break into your car. And even here, like, we got a notice saying, like, oh... Keep your cars locked because people are breaking into your cars. Yeah, like, what we say in New York, at least being Dominican Spanish speakers, we say that those are envidiosos, like, they're envious of you. Mm -hmm. You can't have... It's to the point where, like, my dad bought hoopties his whole life because he did not... He really hated the idea of having a nice car because he knew somebody was going to key it or he knew somebody was going to break into it. And, like, yeah, like, case in point, we had private garage. We had a private garage in the project I lived in in New York. And that's no better than parking it in the street sometimes because they still broke in our car and they still stole stuff from our car. Like, they stole my dad's whole radio out of his car. Yeah. So that's a huge responsibility, burden, and hole in your pocket. And, frankly, like, at the time, that's what I was kind of trying to tell her. We, you don't want a car. Like, yeah. there's no point in owning a car in New York City. Believe mm-hmm. me. Just, and I knew that because I was always so close to my dad. And I always saw the frustration he had when he had to pay for a garage and all that. And I saw the expenses, like, firsthand. Because, again, 
my dad, English wasn't his first language, so a lot of the times it was either me and my sister that he relied on to look over these bills. And we, I saw firsthand the money that went into a car. And for all that, like, the one thing that you probably risk more without having a car in New York, and you still kind of run the risk anyway, is you run into crazy people on public transportation. And you know what? But again, you run, you run into, into crazy people on the yeah, road all the time. Exactly. And you don't even have to be in New York. And exactly. since moving here, I'd wager that. And I feel like there's more crazy drivers I was just about down to say. here than in New York. Because yeah. in New York, they'll be like, hey, like, you know, a quick, what are you doing? Whatever. Yeah. Like, but over here, like, it's scary because everybody has a gun. And, like, we just see a lot of things about people, even, like, the your coworker. Yeah, that he got, got followed home. And he pulled a gun out on him and yeah. everything, you know? Like, the thing that I, I, I always said since I got here and I noticed it right away is that it takes, like, 50 petty encounters in New York for you to meet one really bad one here in, in the South or in Georgia, rather. Mm-hmm. Because literally, like, I, I, I can go weeks without encountering a, a nasty person on the road here, but when I encounter them, it's, like, the worst. Yeah confrontation ever on the road whereas in new york like i have a million little petty ones that i forget in the next 15 minutes after listening to music on my phone so it's like but then the other ones that happen like on the road here like i remember them for days even that's how bad they can be but that's like a bunch of cons um also i wanted to bring up um i know people are racist in new york but here, it's just, like, overly, like, shoved in your face. Because, like, yeah. I remember that confrontation you had at, in that parking lot where yeah. he, like, legit wanted to kill you and was saying a lot of nasty things, a lot of A bunch of slurs, things. yeah. Yeah. So, like, that, that's another thing. Like, I guess it's a different t- topic, but um, I never really encountered that in New York. Like, I encountered it. In, like, a petty way, because I did go to, like, a, a school in Midtown, so a lot of people mingled, and it wasn't Uptown, which was very much of similar background to me when I was growing up. And then Midtown, I don't want to say it was a culture shock, because I also, like, had been around the whole bur- all the boroughs, basically, with different family and friends. So I wasn't really culture shocked, but I definitely mingled for longer periods of time when I was in high school with different people of different races. Um, But yeah, like it was, compared to here, it's like, that's child's play, the racism and the, and even the classism, to be honest, like. I don't know about the classism. Maybe the, like, well, that I encountered, yeah. Because it was like, there was, I I was in school with like, rich kids, legit rich kids, and we all were in the same school, and it was like, you could be friends with them. But here, it's like, there's a clear division of that. Mm-hmm. That didn't quite exist over that's there. That's true, that's true. But for me, like, when I would take the train, let's say, for example, um, and I would go downtown. I First of all, I hated going downtown just because it's just so many people. And, like, I get very nervous around other people, which is funny because I come from New York and, you know... <laughs> There's a bunch of people. 
But um now we'll be nervous too. Yeah. With all the stuff that happens in New York. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, I would see like these rich people like across from me on the train and I'm just like, damn, I don't belong here. Like what am I even doing here right now? And uh, that's a me go, problem. And now I, I gotta take my transfer problem. to the Ford train and go back to the Bronx. <laughs> yeah. But that's I feel like that's a me problem because it's not like they were doing anything to me. They were just admitting their their wealth. Yeah, but that's a me problem. Yeah, because they weren't doing anything. It, I just felt uncomfortable because I felt like I didn't belong. You know, and it's like that one scene in the Warriors. If anybody's ever seen that, where it's like these raggedy street kids, and then they're pretty much like around the same age and they encounter these kids that just came home from their prom night and they're like having a blast and it's like a alternate mirror verse of like existence basically yeah yeah that's true <laughs> but but also like you know how you went to high school like where you said midtown midtown yeah and i went basically like throgs neck kind of before Throgsneck. And Midtown is hit or miss, by the way, like if people that are don't are familiar with New York, it's like hit or miss when it comes to wealth. Like there's a project across the street from my school, but then you cross Central Park and you like in the east side and there's all these rich people. And then Throgsneck is like Throgsneck is like um houses. A portal in the Bronx yeah. that exists away from the poverty that you mm-hmm. see everywhere else in the borough. But um, like I said, it was before Throgs Neck, and it's just a lot of Hispanic people and black people. So I was never really around white people. So coming over here is just like a culture shock, and it was very jarring, I guess. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it was bad. Like, I've met a lot of good people here. It's just different. Yeah, different. Exactly. Like, I never would have thought, like, I would be in this position, you know? Mm -hmm. But I digress. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're Um, talking about transportation. (laughs) But, yeah, um, back to the the whole thing about pros and cons. That was a lot of cons about, like, cars. But a pro is, like, you have, like, your own thing, basically. Like, you're at your own leisure. Um, that being said, it still doesn't stop you from running into traffic and things like that. But it's kind of like what I mentioned about walking. You can always just plan ahead. And, yeah, that's true. Um, a big pro um, is you can take trips wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Like, you could go state to state. And as long as you have the time and the money, why not? And but oftentimes, if you're not taking a plane, it's quicker to get to where you're going in a car versus like a train like or a, train, yeah. a bus you know yeah that's something i could say firsthand because we had to do that a lot when our families were outside of the new york state mm-hmm. but also that shows like how messed up our transportation system is like yeah. it should not take it should be quicker to take the train Versus a car, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, because it's it's one shot and it has its own lane away exactly. from all these There's other people. There's not gonna be traffic. They're gonna be going at a higher speed. Yeah. But 
that's not the case. And also, it's more expensive to take a train or a plane or a bus <laughs> than driving over there. Frankly, yeah. Like, we we basically just did, like, a six-and-a-half-hour six to seven-hour drive. And even with the gas, how it is now, it was, like, what, $50? It was not $50. It was I'll, a little more than that. No, I'm saying, like, one way. I'd say even yeah, less. Yeah, it I was even less than that, like $40. Yeah. Because we only ha- we only stopped one time. Yeah, we only and stopped then... once, and that was a seven-hour drive, and that was just me and her versus if we were to take, like, the Greyhound, same destination, 80 each, and mm-hmm. then a flight was, like, what, in the triple digits. So yeah. that kind of stuff is crazy to, to think about. Mm-hmm. But, like... So for me, my opinion on public transportation is if it was more available and more, how do you say, like, more... Accessible? Accessible, yeah. Like, it went to more places, then I would take it. Like, where we live right now, there's literally no public transportation. There's a trolley. That runs from downtown to the shopping center. That's only on weekends. <laughs> yeah, only. and it's like what, a ten minute drive. Yeah. To and from, so like that's mm-hmm. not, that's not really fast. And it it runs like every hour, from like, I don't really remember if it's in the morning, but it it ends at eight p.m. And you know like an adult is not gonna like like end their night at 8 p.m you know yeah. what i mean and also, that's like, when it starts <laughs> yeah and like why bother like nobody's even ever on it like why bother because mm-hmm. like but that's the problem way. like exactly you don't see anyone on it and you're like oh well i'm not gonna use it nobody's and it, getting on it whatever. and the to and from is downtown and then a shopping center mm-hmm. so like who, it's not really worth it yeah like yeah. why would you why would you go to a shopping center? Why would you go to a shopping center? Or why would you go, like, to a downtown that has all these shops and things to do and then get on a, sh- a trolley and, and just go to the other one? Like, it's like an attraction within an attraction. It kind of doesn't make any sense. Like, it defeats the purpose. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the next question. Um... How can transportation improve? So, in regards to cars, uh, mass transit, things like that. Um, I always thought that whenever I share these kinds of opinions, I would get shot. (laughs) But coming from New York and from even living here, what I've heard about like the MARTA, for example... And you couldn't pay. Which we have not tried Marta. Yeah. Haven't tried it. It doesn't even come to us. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get to us and um Mind there's you, no we're need not, anymore. We we're have like a car. we're like less than thirty minutes away from the downtown. And it's Let, let's talk about us. that. Let's talk about <laughs> that. I used to be able to go from the Bronx to Washington Heights, which is uptown Manhattan, all the way to whatever the wherever it may be in Jersey to the mall and you want to know how much that trip used to cost me 250 nah not 250 275 
it was five dollars for that that shuttle that took us to Jersey. Oh. Okay. And like three two fifty yeah like two fifty to go to the Heights. So, like seven dollars and fifty cents. Why would in the world would I bother with a car or do or like a cab or, or a cab if I could just do that? And all I gotta put up with is maybe one or two more passengers mm-hmm. that are taking that that shuttle. Because I could just walk to the Heights and save the two fifty, and then it's just a five dollars for me. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here or there. But why would I do that now? Versus that is me going to a whole other state. Con- granted, it's in the tri-state, but like me going to a whole other state, I should have that same convenience to go to Alabama because we are near Alabama exactly. enough yeah. to be able to do something like that. Or Alabamans or people from Alabama be able to come to Georgia. They want to go to like Atlanta. Yeah. Why not? So it's like. But no, they have to drive. Exactly. So like. Unless there's this magical transportation system that, that we don't, know, don't about. know about. Yeah. But yeah. But back to the whole conversation about how it could improve. You wouldn't be able to pay these people enough. But I always thought that like, especially being in the growing up with the MTA system, you can definitely use somebody to just watch riders and commuters because like again there's people that are that they bug out or they they catch an attitude and that is and is it is not and it should not be the mta workers responsibility to control that Mm -hmm. i have so many stories of times that i've been on a bus and i'm just tired i'm trying to go home and the bus driver has to literally shut the bus off turn it off and park because somebody didn't want to swipe or because somebody but is acting up. Apparently, they don't do that anymore. No, nobody cares anymore because yeah, of, care. of COVID. Yeah. But back then, that's not in their job description. They, frankly, probably don't get paid enough for that anyway. So it's like they could use a little backup. The reason why I say I could get shot for an opinion like that is because <laughs> that sounds very authoritarian. <laughs> And, like, you got eyes on, like, Big Brother's watching you and all that. But, like, sometimes people need a little bit of regulation. If not, I'm not even suggesting that, like, security guards that are there get physical or anything. But even just to mediate. Mm -hmm. Oh, this person gets very upset. Because it'd be the pettiest things that piss people off on these things. I'm tired. And then, like, they start, like, venting and... But I feel like that happens so rarely. Like, for me, at least, it happened very rarely. And I used to take it... I used to take the bus in the morning, rush hour, every morning to get to school. And the only bad thing that would happen is, like, if the bus would get too full and the bus driver couldn't drive because he couldn't see his mirrors, he would be like, okay, I'm not moving. That's the only thing that would happen. And even there, Which it did happen frequently. Pero... It wasn't, it wasn't like a confrontation, like, oh, like, like how you're saying. Yeah. It was like, oh, you could get off and go to the next bus. Yeah. And that even still fits in the role of, like, a mediator. Because, like, me, frankly, what used to piss me off beyond belief, the bus has guidelines, right? Like, they'll have, like, a literal white line of how many people they can fit in the bus Mm -hmm. and the bus driver more often than not and this happens in Manhattan and it sucks because they really do just 
Like, those are the people that do their job and they take it seriously. They want to get people from point A to point B. Get them home. A to B, like the podcast. (laughs) Like, they want to get them home in a timely manner. And they want to get as many of those people home in a timely manner as possible. But what happens is it gets packed. The bus doors can't close. The bus driver, like you mentioned, can't see their rear view mirrors. And it becomes a safety concern at that point. Mm -hmm. If a mediator was there, that can literally work as a check to the bus driver. Like, all right, I think that's enough, dude. Like, we shouldn't be letting this amount of people in anyway. But I feel like kind of like the bus driver is supposed to do that. And that's why they'd be like shutting the bus and they're like, okay, I'm not going to move. But the problem with that is that once people already step in the bus, if you tell them that they to step out because that's it is cool. No, they didn't. But this is the thing. Okay. They catch your attitude anyway. Because if you're not, if you're um, past the white line, you kind of, like, you have an opportunity to swipe, but you kind of don't also if it's too packed. And a lot of people don't swipe. I know right now when we went to New York. Nobody swiped. Nobody swiped. We were the only ones. I didn't even ride the bus. Oh, no, no, the other time that we did. Oh, the first time? Yeah. yeah. The first time we visited back. Yeah, we yeah, swiped we, we swipe. in the train. But in the bus, ain't ain't nobody swipe. Yeah, nobody swipes. It's crazy. And, like, that's also a product of... the. That's part of the problem. Like, the fares are crazy. They're, I don't think the fares are very unreasonable. It, it apparently it correlates with a slice of pizza that's in the, New the, York. That's the joke. Or the, the <laughs> Which I believe, I believe, because it usually does correlate. But the problem with that is that, at least to my knowledge, they're not getting, nobody's getting paid that. That's just like, I don't even know where that's going or coming from, but like. The swipes? The fair, like where, I don't know where that's going or coming. From what I have read, the MTA and like public transportation is supposed to pay for itself, uh, quotation marks. And nobody swipes, so. (laughs) Yeah. But also, like, even if they did swipe, like they used to do, it still doesn't pay for itself because it should be a public service. It shouldn't be, oh, well, it's going to pay for itself. No, you're trying to get people, again, from point A to point B. (laughs) But, um, yeah, like, it should be a public service just like healthcare should be, you know? Like, people rely on these things and need it. And it's better for the environment if they do use public transportation. It's better for traffic if they use public transportation. Yep. So why wouldn't you invest in that, you know? So that's what where I'm coming in with uh, how to improve um, transportation. Uh, make dedicated bus lanes. Um, yeah. For real. Yeah. Especially in New York. Mm hmm. And everywhere, honestly. Um, dedicated bike lanes and dedicated car lanes. <laughs> and car lanes, I don't think they need the whole road, honestly. They really don't. Because then, if you think about it, the more um, lanes that you make for cars, is that really helping traffic? It's not. From what I can see, it's not. It's just going to create, like, a case in point, from our, the last long-distance drive we did, there was so much construction going on in, like, South Carolina. 
where they're expanding the road from two lanes to like two lanes on either going either way to four or five lanes going either way and like even just from atlanta like all that's gonna create is more trouble because more people are gonna be like oh wow look it's faster on a car in a car so let me just get a car instead of taking a plane or taking mind you i'm not saying like taking a plane is good either because i feel like the pollution that that causes is insane but like if we had a train system that was affordable and quick unlike how the amtrak is never rode the amtrak but from what i've heard it's and from what i've seen because i've looked up amtrak tickets and it's very expensive more expensive than a flight um yeah it's very expensive probably than a flight yeah very long times so why would anyone take it you know what i mean and also like the back to the lanes conversation two lanes is very streamlined like you have one lane that's going faster and one lane that you could pass on or like one lane that's going like slower if you're gonna be closer to your exit but if you add more lanes like that incentivizes people to wild out (laughs) like yeah like people just skip and cut and they do all this and petty and brake checking and like yeah I never seen that in my life before until I took like, like long distance drives. Like even in the drives. rain. Yeah, like know, even in the rain. Like somebody has their emergency lights on and you're gonna go be petty to them because they're holding you up. Mm-hmm. Let let alone the freaking safety hazard, the natural safety hazard that's going on like, that's affecting everybody on the road. And I don't know. They're... It's just crazy. I feel like car people are very inconsiderate and individualistic it creates they a just me, think, me, me exactly like i gotta get to my place i don't care about the other person and all this other stuff it's just insane yeah. but anyways let's go to our next question um do you think sorry my bad <laughs> do you understand the harmful effects that the privatization of mobility poses. Yeah. That was the perfect transition. The me, me, me. Yeah. Like, it creates individualistic mentality within people. Like, like as if that doesn't already exist. So it's like, I don't know. Like, people just continuously, it, it's a habit of, I need to get this place. I need to do this. And then, I need parking. I only have this much amount of time, so I need to go do this. And if you wouldn't even be that worried, if because the also public transportation forces you to plan ahead, like mm-hmm. unforeseen. Like I, I remember being like hours late to class sometimes because somebody threw themselves, and this is kind of dark, but somebody threw themselves on the tracks, and like it became a whole thing, or a police investigation occurred. That is the kind of thing it takes for you to become like an hour late on the MTA. And if you think about it, that goes into healthcare. Like, we need more healthcare mm-hmm. that is covered. <laughs> because right now, like you and me, you don't have healthcare because it's just so expensive. Yeah. We, we need universal healthcare. Off topic, but yeah, we need that. Especially in America with all the school shootings and. And all the. 
honestly, just like it could benefit so many people, the working mm-hmm. class, elderly, like the just. And you're gonna have more productive workers if they're not sick, you know. Like, why wouldn't the government want this? You know, because I mean? that's their plan to to kill everyone to kill off. The, to call the population <laughs> <laughs> and just Maybe. pass that. That's, but now nah, I'm. I, I don't know. That's just a <laughs> no, maybe that's just you a random cook though. But anyway, yeah. The how do you think it affects it? Um, well, I think it causes pollution, both noise pollution and air pollution, uh, runoff from like when it rains and the cars pollution stuff that leaks. <laughs> I don't know about cars, but gas I guess the oil and stuff um um what else oh um it kind of like yeah like how you said like um that gives you an individual mindset so like that's why a lot of people have road rage mm-hmm. which sucks because they're not thinking about the other person they're just angry because you're angry people but um also like urban sprawls that's a really we live in an urban sprawl right now (laughs) uh in a suburb of Atlanta which I hate that I live here because I'm very against it but it's cheaper than living in a like in a city like Atlanta you know which sucks because we like we need a it's like a bunch of things going together like we need to regulate um housing so it's not so that it's affordable for regular people and not like ceos yeah for real but um we need public transportation so that people don't go into debt because they need a car because they live in the suburbs and all this other stuff also um the privatization of mobility makes it weird for people to even be walking or biking so like if i would walk down the street right now first of all there's no sidewalk because they don't they just don't endorse that here i guess but if i were to walk people would just look at me crazy like why is this person walking right now and i remember for a project that i had um with dr walter (laughs) i had to walk down maple street and people would just look at me weird like what am I doing and they would even honk at me like and give me like nasty faces and stuff just because I was walking down the street and there was so many close calls like when I would cross the street um people would first of all be um like past the the crossway the crosswalk crosswalk and I'm like, okay, where am I even supposed to cross? 
and I would just go around or whatever and they would just look at me weird and it just made me feel very uncomfortable like I'm not supposed to be doing this right now you know and I just feel like walking <laughs> should be normalized yeah like when um when we went to North Carolina for example there is there's like plenty of people walking on the sidewalks and all that um and it was just like a normal thing like talking socializing but like here even when but we're driving also, we see it we're like what yeah. why are they walking <laughs> but also like it's not as normalized as in new york new york there's yeah. always someone there's always multiple people walking around you know yeah like i but I, here i the, still have the habit of like when i travel i take my backpack because that's just how i, how I was in new york mm-hmm and like here like cars well people in cars don't expect anyone to be walking so they'll do like how they did to me when i was walking down maple street in carrollton and just like past the crosswalk and i'm here like okay where am i supposed to walk and stuff so um yeah like it's not really normalized walking <laughs> and biking and stuff but anyways, final question. Do you see any other alternatives to cars as a form of mobility? They already exist. Mm-hmm. They just need to be improved on. Yeah. There's biking, there's walking, there's trains, there's flying, there's everything, literally. But even flying, like... I know that's like... I don't really want to promote flying just because it wastes so... Like, it pollutes so much. But... It is still more mass transit than cars. I'm not sure, like, on how the... No, I think cars... Well, no, yeah, I I get what you're saying. Like, there's more people... Yeah, like, you get way more people to a destination than just a private car. But, yeah, we need to look up the carbon... Pollution versus the ratio in car and cars versus on a plane. That's true, but like cars, there's like one person per car, and a lot of times it's like a truck and yeah, the bigger the the bigger cars. (laughs) It always makes me kind of laugh when I see like this person that is not like that there's no need for the utility of a truck yeah complaining about the gas prices for their truck it always makes me kind of laugh a little because it's like but you have a truck why do you need a truck because it looks nice you don't need it's like want versus need got lost so long ago when it comes to cars they're trying to stunt you know like yeah it's like a flex it's a flex it's so big and stuff and then also there's some trucks that i've seen that should not be legal like they're um the tires are huge yeah and the The suspension is down the front part is like so tall and like you can't even see a child if they're passing by yeah, that was a good point that I never thought about. Like, at what point does the high suspension become an issue when you can't even see something... What's right in front of you. Yeah, like, something right in front of you past a certain height. So, because it really just takes, like, a second of your distraction to miss something. You know what I mean? Like, a kid that runs into the street for a ball or whatever. hmm Yeah, it's just crazy, like... 
But yeah, bottom line, there's alternatives, but they just need to get improved. Mm-hmm. And they need people's actual, like, effort and attention. Because it's not going to improve if you just throw money at it. A good friend of ours once said that he he has an issue with voting because he doesn't believe in throwing money at his problems. And that rings very true because you can't just throw money at all your problems. If that was the case, then rich people that there wouldn't be that trope that rich people that have everything are depressed because they're alone or lonely because i don't know i don't think money has to do with happiness also (laughs) but yeah that's what i mean like you can't throw money at it Mm -hmm. that's the thing you can't throw money at problems it doesn't solve everything that's true i feel like it's a very political problem like that's where it starts with politics which i hate politics (laughs) but um that's where it starts we need to motivate or actually we need to vote in people that are motivated to like fix transportation problems because right now people are just like well it's not a problem like let's make more lanes and and we're good with cars See, that wouldn't be such a problem if the one lane was like for like the Greyhound. But it's not. <laughs> but it's not, and, and honestly, a lot of people, don't people use wouldn't it. respect it. Yeah. Even if true. it was, that's people true. wouldn't respect it. Exactly, like even the bike lane, people don't respect. Like they just park right on the bike lane and stuff. Yeah. It's just crazy. Like I don't know. Something gotta give. <laughs> yeah. We gotta. Elect people that are for mass transit. Um, people that are going to invest in the infrastructure for it. And, yeah. I don't know what else I can think of. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much the gist. Like, we... it. Not invest in car infrastructure. It's a, it's a invest every- in public transportation and infrastructure. Because there's a difference. Yeah, and it's honestly an everybody problem because I'm speaking on, on your behalf when I say, like, they put so much pressure on you to drive, and I don't, yeah, I don't want I, you to I drive. Don't drive. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> you to way. drive, and I don't think you should drive. And I'm I feel so like, scared. <laughs> exactly, and I feel like there's so many people out there like that, that all due respect, you should not be behind the wheel of a car because that you need a certain amount of nerve to drive a car like it's so normalized now that you are not even thinking that you're operating a freaking killing machine yeah like you could hurt yourself you could hurt other people like that's a big responsibility to place on somebody and the fact that that's just like oh well just drive there is crazy people in the in the 30s were mortified about that about the idea of that i'm sure like of operating a vehicle mm-hmm. i'm sure it was like a a liberating thought like oh i can i have more independence but at the same time you need a license and you need like certifications to operate a forklift what makes the difference and that's a and, smaller thing and also if you think about it um we had transportation like public transportation in those times yeah. so we could just use that instead of getting a car so, I don't know. Like, I'll our just government just shifted to, like, 
oh no, cars only. I'ma just say it. It's because of the oil companies subsidizing and, and, and uh, the government subsidizing like car stuff, whatever. It's just ridiculous, like. And just catering to like. Car culture. <laughs> and just following the money in general. Exactly. That was a thing I Everything learned. Everything is po- profit. College. That's it. Yeah, just what there's a saying with um the Madison Avenue advertisers the madmen where they'll say like oh well are you really gonna are you really gonna like make an advert to defend a pedophile or something like that yes i am why because i'm following the money (laughs) so it's like how the hell is that not selling your soul yeah that's crazy selling your soul to the dollar well might as well be satan and on that note, I think this episode is done. I think that's point B. Yes, exactly. We was at A, now we're at B. Exactly. Well, thanks for tuning in. It's been your host, Ten, with my co-host. Scooby Lino. Thank you. See you again. Bye. Bye-bye. The next stop is... Close the door, please.